Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me is Miss Ben Hibbert. Hello there. And producer Tim. Hello there. Uh, so today we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, there's been a few events um, uh, over the course of uh, the weekend. So there was the third of the Gold Squadron slash Fly Better podcast um, events, which was Concord Dawn, which was the Australian time zone event. Um, and then there was also uh, an in-person, unofficial Italian nationals uh, which was uh, quite a few players, I think um, approaching 100 players um, in Italy in person. So uh, the first big in-person tournament in the world for about six months. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, and we've also got a couple of releases to talk about and the fact that ships are coming out. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to start with the um, the Concord Dawn Gold Squadron event. We're just going to pick out a couple of lists each that have kind of jumped out at us from kind of the top 16. Um, so uh, first things first, congratulations to um, friend of the show, perennial winner of online X-Wing tournaments, Nicholas Scott, uh, who uh, won it in a mirror match final. Uh, he used uh, six uh, Nantex class starfighters, Petronaki aces, um, uh, against uh, a, a finalist, uh, Dan Leon, who threw, flew five of them with DBS-404. Um, so not quite a mirror match, but uh, both Nantex lists. Um, Nicholas had uh, kept Predator on all six, though, and dropped his crack shots. Um, so an interesting twist on the list that most people would have said would have made it worse, but Nicholas just went ahead and proved them all wrong by winning the tournament with it anyway. So... Um, turns out that the answer to how do you build a list to beat Nantex um, that we talked to Nicholas about a few weeks ago was, if you can't beat them, join them. So anyway, well done. <laughs> so um, those two lists aside, um, Ben, did, did any lists particularly jump out at you from this event? Okay, so I didn't even look at the top 16. I just looked at anything that was interesting. Oh, fair enough. The, the top 16 was quite a lot of the same list. We won't really get into that. But one I did see that we thought was um, quite good was uh, Andreas T. Cal Caltiuman, I think he is. He's in the league. I can't pronounce it, but he's he's playing Boba Fett with Maul, Proxmines, Hull Upgrade, and Slave One. And then he's brought Captain Nim with Expert Handling, Ion Cannon, Dengar, Proton Bomb, Seismic Charge, Hull, Havoc Upgrade, and Trajectory Simulator. Hmm. And I, I think he went um, five and one as well. So we made cut. Yeah, I think so. So it probably will be in the top 16 now. Just have a look. But it's, I just looked through for anything that was an interesting list because we've seen the top lists quite a lot now. You know, it's, it is quite a lot of the same, really. So Yeah, yeah. he came 13th in Swiss. So yeah, he made, he made oh. cut. Um, that was it. He, he went that was five and one. And then... <laughs> he, lost, he came five and one. I mean, it's an interesting one because Nim's um, ability to hold... Um, devices is probably quite a good um, clever little counter for Nantex um, because you can create a big no-go zone there um, that you can um, kind of invite them to fly into if they if they want to to take a bad engagement. So, it's funny as well because even with all them upgrades, um, he's still not as expensive as Bubba. He's like eighty points, and Bubba's one hundred and fourteen. <laughs> yeah, 
thought it was a bit ridiculous. So still, yeah. still, still. I mean, um, it seems like a a good anti Nantex list because mm-hmm. Bob is still good against them because he can choose not to engage. Yeah. I mean, we can have a look and see. I don't, don't know if he bumped into anybody. Uh, can't tell um, without clicking through all the lists and everything. No, but fine. yeah, um, so that's an interesting one. Um, he must have flown then... well as well. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I know uh, one of the guys I chat to on the internet about X-wing was um, tracking Andreas' results because he was flying scum and he had Nim and he was like, uh, "Well, do you want to keep an eye on that and see if it's if he does well?" Um, I think he did lose to Nantex in the end, possibly, but um, I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, well well done to him for um, proving that Bob is still good. Who knew? Um, Tim, have you um, have you spotted any lists in the the old Gold Squadron event that you fancy? Yeah, so um, I actually got to see this play on stream. Uh, it's Rogelio Hernandez, and it's the Rexler Braff Grand Inquisitor pairing, uh, which I thought was uh, quite an interesting list. So it's quite, just those, just those two. Yeah, just the two of them. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's quite a big bid at one eight seven. Um, but both ships are, are quite tooled up. So um, they've both got advanced sensors. Uh, Rexler has also got outmaneuver and jamming beam because, well, it's a pre cannon, isn't it? And then Grand Inquisitor uh, has supernatural reflexes, concussion missiles with the advanced sensors. So Grand Inquisitor can. Uh, Supernatural, a boost or barrel roll, which I think can link it into a focus, which will be stressful, then do a blue maneuver and then an action, or could boost or barrel roll with supernatural reflexes, then do an action with advanced sensors, and then do, you know, whatever you want. Or I suppose you could do advanced sensors and then supernatural, couldn't you? Um, he, could, he could do supernatural, yeah. then advanced sensors, but that would mean he could do the K turns as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Which it. So, yeah, as, as long as you don't stress yourself from doing the linked action, um, but yeah, but yeah, you, you, uh, so we, we, you saw them where, like, I think he, might, I think he may have played. I'm trying to think which list I saw him play against. I'm not sure if it was an Antex list or not, or another swarmy type list, and um, it just like being able to avoid the blocks. So I know he, he played against a resistance list. That was it. I think it was a, like a four ship resistance list. Um, but basically, um, trying to get the blocks in, and then the Inquisitor's just like, well, no, it's fine, I'm just going to like barrel roll this way, and then then do my actions. And like same with Rexler Braff in the, de- in the Defender, so he's got the four white K-turn. He could just, um, he can do like a boost, forward, left, or right, and then do the K-turn. And it's very hard to try and block that Defender. And um, I think in the matchup, uh, they were the highest initiative as well, so... Um, basically, obviously, uh, or at least joint higher, so he gave the opponent uh, first player, and then could like just yeah, completely bamboozle his opponent. Yeah, I mean, if if you don't want to get shot with those ships, unless you you really screw up with where you leave yourself in terms of rocks, then you're going to be absolutely fine. I mean, that Grand Inquisitor, he's got all sorts of canny little options, like as you know, you said you can supernatural reflexes into a booster barrel roll, then you can link it to a focus, and if you've already dialed in a K turn, then you do a white two forwards. Um, oh, that is filthy! I hadn't even so, thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you just that is why not? Dirty. <laughs> uh, just choose, just choose where you want to go after everything is done. Um, and if you do want to do the K turn, you supernatural yourself. You, you, you know, 
you then advance sensors, your focus or whatever, and then you're doing your K turn anyway. So, oh yeah, it's pretty dirty that, and it's the Grand Inquisitor. You're, you're, so. you're a bad man because you thought of that. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I only thought of it because somebody did it to me once with um, a slightly different build, and I was like, oh, wow, this is not fair. I mean, um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. He went so he went five and one um, in the events, and then I think he got knocked out in the top sixteen. He yeah. must have flown his socks off, though. To be fair. You know, two ships, because there's a lot of swarms around at the moment, not just the Namtex. I mean, there's a lot of swarms in general, isn't there? Yeah, they're, they're both hard ships to kill, though, aren't they? Like, the Defender is a hard ship to get points on, and the Grand Inquisitor is a hard po- ship to get points on. So, Not if you mess up and you sat in front of everything, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, would, I, was... I don't think I could fly it. Fair enough. No, um, I hate supernatural reflexes because you spend all that time setting your dial, and then when it comes to your turn, you have to spend that amount of time again deciding what you're going to do. So, um, it's pretty terrible. Um, I just, we yeah, did... sorry, I was going to say, I just have a look at his results now. So, like, there's a couple of games where he did like win big, like 200 to 100, or uh, but there's like his first game, he won 42 to zero. Um, so I guess perhaps I'm not sure what the matchup was, but maybe uh, he felt that he couldn't sort of win in time like the sort of 200 nil maybe just pop a ship and then just just spend the rest of the game not getting shot um and certainly like his uh sixth game as well he won that 75 to nil as well so he's he's plinking a few bits of health off things but he's just not being shot at or if he is being shot at he's tokened up so he doesn't have to worry about it well, that's it and it's it's being very aware of your win condition i guess in those kind of games and knowing like if i go and pop that ship i'm ahead and now if i don't give up any points i've won the game um yeah. i mean that can be a bit tricky in uh big events like this where mov carries you through but i imagine the cutoff was much like the previous event where some four and twos uh, got through um some four and twos did get through so he knew that if he went five and one he qualified um yeah. so it doesn't matter what your margin of victory is in those games i guess and yeah it, it, interestingly he lost to xy and xy was running the uh aggressor list with um the reaper oh the Feroff sloan reaper yeah so i imagine that's much like the the problem that caused with nantex just having big wide arcs so it makes it a lot yeah. harder for them to try and avoid it, I guess. Yeah, that's a good segue, Tim. Talking about big wide arcs, um, we've <laughs> seen four Wookiees in the top 16. Um, Drew Brody went 6-0 and and came third in Swiss, or second in Swiss, sorry, to apologise. Ended up going 8-1 and one over the day, so he's, he's won a couple of cup games as well. Um, with uh, four Wookiees and AP5. And then a second player... Um, Josh Dunn just missed out on cut with uh, four wikis and Intimidation Sabine. So um, I've seen some people starting to say, actually, they're a pretty good answer to Nantex because they've got a 180 arc. And if you get your engage right on the Nantex, they're shooting after them. If you can reinforce the one the Nantex want to shoot at, they can probably survive around a shooting. Um, and then you're popping modified three dice shots back at them. So... You Maybe. actually played uh, Drew Brody at Worlds, Tim. He was the one with the um, lambda, the double lambda list. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It was it was it two two lambdas and I want to say two advances. I, I can't remember. I remember he was a nice guy though. Yeah, yeah. No, to be honest, I mean all, all the uh, guys at Worlds were great. I mean I noticed uh, Cam Murray um, uh, went um, top that four. That Darren Grange guy wasn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but he he just went for the commentary. It was fine. <laughs> 
All right, so cool. Um, so that's um, the Concord Dawn. Uh, there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I just want to mention I, it again. I've got one more list I'd like to talk about. Oh yeah, go on. Um, I'd like to point out that uh, Dan Gauger, Gauger, I can't pronounce it, but he took Dash Miranda. I'm really impressed with him for that. So we had Dash, Trickshot, Miss Dan, Perceptive, Shield Upgrade, and Outrider. Many had Miranda with Advanced Proton Torpedoes, Barrage Rockets. Um, Skill Bombardier or Bombardier, I can never remember which one it is. Sabine Wren, Proton Bombs and Ion Bombs. And it's just such a throwback list. I, think I was going to say, did, did, he, did he go into a coma three years ago? <laughs> I just, it was nice to see it. It brought back some memories. Yeah, I, I flew Dash Miranda a little bit um, back when I first started playing X Wing in like Wave 10 of version 1 or something. And. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good list. Uh, it was then. Um, it's a totally different list now. But um, yeah, well done, man. <laughs> I don't know how he did. I just spotted the list in it. It just reminded uh, me. Two, two, three, two, three drop. Um, so, yeah, not great. <laughs> not the powerhouse it once was then. No, definitely not. Used to be able to coast a three, three, four, two on that list. Yeah, you did. Um, I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so that that's uh, that's that one. I just wanted to mention. I was just going to say before um, the uh, the X Wing Analytica um, dot net blog um, has um, continued to do his meta analysis of these um, galaxies events. So um, what he's doing now, as well as doing individual analysis of the individual events, is he's doing comparative analysis between the the three. Um, so he's showing you know, how different um, faction representation is increasing. Obviously, Separatist is going up at the moment. Um, and, you know, where that's, uh, what which factions are being squeezed to make room for that. And then uh, percentages in the cut and likelihood of making cut and cut conversion rates. And it's, it's interesting and uh, it's it's really useful. So it's um, the guy's called Green Dragoon on the internet. Um, and uh, I think he's from Switzerland. Um and he's uh, he's writing this, so it's really cool. So um, worth checking out. Um, so uh, I mentioned at the start that there has been an in-person event. It was in Italy. Um, quite a few um, UK people went over. So um, Dale, Queen of France, Duchess of France or whatever, Cromwell went. Cormac Higgins went. A few other um, people from the 186 who go to a lot of the Italian events went over as well. So it was an unofficial, not FFGOP thing. But um, yeah, they decided to run it. So um can't quite remember how many players they got i'll just check the ladder on thing but 54 um, okay so 54 so it wasn't an enormous event but it was big enough um so any uh well first of all congratulations to carlo piano who uh spent all 200 points on patronica aces crack shots and predators um he won uh the final against marco de scordili who was flying uh, Imperial Aces, so Vader, Echo, and the Grand Inquisitor, uh, which is an interesting list. I, I heard secondhand, um, so treat this uh, with the biggest pinch of salt, that Marco at one point at about an hour pinched 17 points by halving one of the 34-point Nantexes and then ran until about two turns from the end, um, and then the game ended up 110 to 100. Um, so it may not have been the most thrilling thing to watch, but it was probably technically, um, strategically very interesting. Um, but um, not much dice being chucked until it, it all got very exciting in the last few minutes. So, um, but anyway, well done to Carlo. Um, any lists in, in this event that have jumped out at you or anything that's jumped out at you, Ben? 
Yeah. Um, so I got it's Alexandro Armando, who's flying uh, Gendon with targeting computer and fire control. Then you've got two uh, two tie advances with um, concussions and fire control. But then he's got a big fat major vendor as well with the Arsenal loadout, diamond boron missiles, advanced slam, fire control, marksmanship, and advanced proton torpedoes. So it's like a bit of a take on the. Uh, obviously, you used to have the three inquisitors, didn't you? Yeah. But it's still that Vinder smashing out a lot of damage. It'd be lovely on the flank. Um, I actually really like that list because I really enjoyed. I think I played you a few times with it. Um, but I had Kestel, weren't it? But it's just. I just think it's an interesting list, and I think in in a different meta, it could do really well. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah, the yeah. Nantex will probably because they're all I fours. I think. Um, I think even Vinder's a four, isn't he? Uh, I can't yes. remember off the top of my head. So, Gendon's, so all... a, Gendon's a three. Aren't the Inquisitors three? I can't remember. Anyway. But um, yeah, that uh, they're, they're not over four, are they? That's the problem. No. Sadly. Anything. I mean, it, it, it's a really good list because, you know, they're coming in with double modded um, munitions. Um, they've all got big hits, and whatever way you approach Vinder, um, he's nasty, and Diamond Boron Missile's a good tech against Nantex, so um, he's uh, he's obviously targeted this list up to say, you know, I'm I'm just going to flank you with Vinder and, and just try and push um, this Diamond Boron Missile into into a pack of Nantex, just so that the, the splash damage goes off. Um, so it's definitely, definitely looks like an interesting squad. Did anything think, jump out at you at um, all, Tim, about if, this? If points changes, once when the Nantex is finally not such a, such a heavy hitter, it's definitely a sort of list I'd like to pick up and try. Yeah, I think this would actually have decent game against the Nantexes. Yeah. Because it's, um, it's got good mods. I think, you know, Jendon is there to give everybody a lock in the first engage, and then if he gets a shot off before he dies, then that's happy days, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, any lists in that um, that event jump out at you tim yeah so there's uh matteo um benatti uh who took a scum list that included a uh zealous recruit fang fighter boba fett essentially naked just with a jamming beam and then you've got ketsu in the uh Shadowcaster with title and fearless and uh, looks like he went three and two in swiss and got to top eight with that so um i think he's uh done quite well um possibly taking you know a shadow cast is not as common these days so maybe people didn't know and obviously with uh ketsu's pilot ability and the shadow caster title ability um uh, maybe that will catch a few people out yeah tractor and things into range of one of that zealous recruit so it can yeah or Boba to give him more and, rerolls and, and, and i think you know, even Boba without any uh upgrades i mean Slave one is probably the only noticeable upgrade that you th- you think you would really benefit from, uh, but otherwise, Bobber can just go in as he is with his pilot ability, get range one of one or two enemy ships, and just get rerolls, and then yeah, just you know, focus on rerolls. I guess it's an interesting list. I mean, it's sad, isn't it? Because the Shadowcaster is such a really good looking ship. Like, it really looks cool. But it's just not there. It's just not quite a shadow of its former self, is it? No, but then, you know, I think, like, you know, so like the, the Asajj with Lats Razzi crew that, you know, 
like I say I ran, but like virtually everybody ran, was a fairly uh, I wouldn't say MPE, but you know I've I, I've played against a few people and they just couldn't do any damage to it because he, he's the, yeah. he's the guy with two two free evades plus an evade token or something every time. Yeah, so so Asage, Asage could give contraband. you. Yeah, so Asage no, could... No, um, Stims it was called, weren't it? Yeah, so, well, I mean, the, the, main, the main thing was Asage could give you a stress, and then that's Razzy, if you were shot... If the attacker who shot the Shadowcaster has a stress token, you could spend that stress token to add an evade result to your dice poll. Yeah. And I remember um, when I uh, made a cut at the regional at Beanie, I think one of my games, I think one of the sort of the, the key games in that was I'd got it down so it was Sinter Fell versus Asage. And so Sinta, every time he did his double reposition to try and close the, the range, I was like, well, cheers, that's a free evade. Plus I did an evade action, and then I'm rolling two green dice. Seem, yep. Seemed like quite a simple thing, and you're just never going to do any damage to the the um, you know the Shadowcast. And I think that's also why it got hit quite heavily with you know the sort of points bat to start with, but it is slowly creeping down. And it's interesting to see that you know, you're starting to see some Ketsus appear in a few scum lists. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a good ship and it it gives you a lot to think about. I, I was um had Ketsu inflicted on me in in one of the um might have been in the Death Rain in the I four tournament and you know it's just oh you've accidentally landed just in range two of the front of Ketsu right I'm going to tractor beam you where you don't get a shot because I put you on a rock and then my entire list shoots at you uh, and you get to take some extra free damage because of the rock plus loads of other stuff as well and it's just it's hideous mm. um uh, but yeah. It's, I was going to say as well, it's got a lot of health. It's rolling two green dice, which is you know, a decent amount for obviously a large ship. Um, and then it's got a front arc plus a turret. So, yep. you know, you, you just be able to, you know, a nice wide arc, you know. I think you probably, I think you need to have the arc in the front arc to get some of the abilities to, to, to sort of the trigger. Um, but, yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I, like the li- I like the ship. Um, yeah, interesting list. There's something that jumped out about me just looking down it is that in kind of the top 16 or the top eight, there were an awful lot of resistance and it wasn't Ray. Um, so Alessandro Mazzi came third um, overall with um, Jess, Rose, Finn, Bastion and a Red Squadron. So five ship resistance, kind of beefy list. Um, loads of just efficiency in there and um, free double mods. Um, so Rose, Finn, Jess and Bastion all getting free double mods on their attacks. Um, if things go the way they want. Um, then um, Gabrielle Muraglia uh, with um, ZZ, Tally, Nian Num and Jarek Jaeger, so all I-5s. Um, an interesting one, Jaeger is the fireball nobody plays. Um, so well done to Gabrielle Muraglia for getting him up into cut. Um, suck Intimidation and Advanced Slam on him, so um, he was able to um, obviously leverage those two dice guns a little bit better with um, I-5 um well, the ability to slam at I five to to pull off intimidation is quite powerful, um, I guess. And then uh, Giulio today, I'm butchering these Italian names. Um, also known as doing a doing a farmer, um, Jess Pava, um, Rose Tico, Casio, no Red Squadron expert, and Finn. Um, so, and then you know there's a Ray's Easy Finn cover list um, flown by Lorenzo Marasca, and so it goes on. There's um, you know. Tommaso loss with another four ship resistance build, and you know almost half the cut is resistance. So 
So I don't know what's going on in Italy, but maybe I should move there because they seem to be. I was going to say you'll be getting all excited at that, thinking you can <laughs> do well over there. You'll you'll fly over and come bottom and come back Martin. No, I wasn't going to fly over there and try and do well. I was just going to fly over there and enjoy playing against and with resistance because you know they're clearly right-minded people who are thinking <laughs> the right way about X-wing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a, a whole heap of people made uh, made cut with the resistance, which is really heartening to see. Um, I actually, I spotted a lot of them list as well. There's like a lot of salads. I thought Rich is going to pick up on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like Jess Pava was my favorite pilot in version one, and I still love her in version two, even though she's been nerfed a bit. I love Bastion. I love Finn. I love, you know, all of these pieces are just really, really strong and good fun to play with. Because, um, you know, you get to modify your dice, you get to mess about it. They've all got strengths and weaknesses. Um, so your opponents can play around them. They're not an unbeatable um, block of force, but um, these are very jousty lists. Like you know, if you're good at playing against a, a jousting block, you you do well against uh, the, these kind of metas. Um, you know, five or six ship jousting lists. You know, yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, that was what, that was that. So well done, Italy, for managing to get an in-person event with fifty-something people. Um, Dale Cromwell did make cut. He was flying Imperial Aces, and uh, he had four, five, four. Oh, he's broken a broken. A, he had four ships in his list. Um, so he had Suntier, Major Vermeil with Vader, filthy card. Uh, Major Rhymer with Advanced Proton Torpedoes. Well, that's filthy as well. And a Saber Squadron Ace with Predator. So. Um, Three I fours and a six, so he's obviously going for the um the ace game against the Nantexans. So well done, uh, Dale for making cut. Um, a, I quite like that list. I think it's it's a very toolboxy list. I just didn't want to give him the uh, the privilege of me saying that I thought he'd done a good list. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't. Um, I think Dale's approach to X Wing is that they they can't kill you if you've killed them first. So he'll have been he'll have just been jousting stuff for that, won't he? Oh, even he can't get away with jousting Nantex, I'm not having it. Probably can. Steal <laughs> steal their tokens with Vader and then shoot them with everybody else. That'd be all good. Let's find it. Right. Um so the other thing we wanted to talk about quickly was um ships have been released and seen in the wild this week. So um wave whatever it is, what is it? Wave seven, eight? So it's the um the, the Z shuttle or the XI shuttle or however you want to pronounce it for first order, the LAT uh for Republic and the HMP gunship for separatists um so people have started getting them people like protech have been putting pictures up that they've arrived in stock um so um we should be getting points for those i guess what points normally come on a tuesday or a thursday don't they um so we should be getting points for them this week um possibility that um, ffg do a, a points adjustment in the rest of the ships do you think or do you think they'll just release new points for the new ships I hope they do, um, but I don't think they will because I think the pretended online X-wing doesn't exist. Which is which, fair, you know. Yeah, I'd rather them just ignore us and let us carry on playing. Yeah. They could, they could just say, you know, internal testing has shown. But sorry, Tim, go on. Well, no, I was just going to say, look, we're we're in a similar situation to the Upsilon shuttles, which were that they hadn't. I don't believe they'd like really. Uh, threatened to do what they could do or at least we didn't have any major events when we had that horrible list where basically the two of them would sort of scout forwards you know push forwards with tokens and you know turn one you, lo you lose a shipper essentially because you just um can't can't avoid them um 
Yeah, so the opportunity is there, and you know, it, the, I think I wouldn't say it would be unprecedented for them to make a change um, to to the Nantex because there is blatantly a, a there, well, there is a problem with with them at the moment, and uh, maybe just I don't think you have to limit the ships. I mean, that would be the easiest way, um, but I think just putting up their points by say three suddenly breaks that list you know you, you suddenly can't afford all your toys or if you you know if you do want six that you know they're, they're naked or you have five with with toys which might be easier for people to deal with yeah i mean there's there's a bunch of options and i mean one of the things that i've seen starting to get a little bit of traction is um you know you can just run an event and and say it's the no it's, it's the no nantex club you know, this this ship is banned from our event. We want people to fly other things. See, I, um, I no, I, I, I would not, I would not advocate that personally. Um, certainly, if it's a if it's a competitive event, then it's not it's not a competitive event. If you suddenly imposing uh, restrictions, um, I mean, personally, in this you know the Sif Taker League, which is competitive, uh, I've not played against Nantex yet. Um, so it's only in these bigger, you know. GSP events, I guess, where perhaps there's cuts and stuff you have to make that we're seeing them. Um, but but then is it is it going to be truly a competitive event if you can't take the most competitive list at the moment, rightly or wrongly? You know, it is where it is. I think yeah. I, th- I think the crux of the problem is the fact that they dropped it what eight points a model. Yeah, yeah. For the for the Petronaki aces, yeah, it was eight. But surely anything you do in it now that I mean we've got a fairly settled points meta now I'd say fairly settled obviously there's gonna be little changes each time we get a points update but by dropping a generic by eight points surely that's gonna have sweeping moves I mean if you did that to any generic dropped it by eight points it's gonna have massive repercussions over list yeah. building yeah I mean absolutely I, I agree with you I don't think that I would run a, a band list event um is an option that people could do and you can choose to play or not play in a list in, in an event it's online and it's not official so you know you, you really can just do what you want man mm. um, so no, no, absolutely and look, um, but, but equally if you're entering these events you, you know the nantex is going to be there so you bring a list that can be or at least you think can beat nantex i'm not saying yeah. that, i'm not saying that's easy by any means because i still haven't quite found that list yet um, Dave I mean, Dave Wynn wants to come on and talk about Dash Wedge and uh, Jake because he's uh, he popped um, was it Dan Lee on and he, he popped somebody who did really well. Well, this is it. Um, we, we we've seen we've with this Dash list. We've seen other people do well with this list, and Dave's obviously just copying them. So we 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 understand that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's back to his first true love. He's been waiting for Dash to be good, and he's just so happy. He's just so happy. But again, <laughs> again, that's what takes us back to the the conversation we're having earlier about the Shadowcaster. Uh, Dash uh, certainly was a ship, or the Outrider, or the, you know, the YV was certainly a ship that got very uh, heavily penalised points wise based on its performance in version one. Yeah, uh, and so much so when it came out in version two, you had a few people take it for a little bit, but then just realised he was just too expensive for what he did. Whereas every sort of points update, he's been coming down in points, and he's now getting to a po- a place where he's playable, and so like a meta where he's playable. Yeah, it used to be that the current dash build that's doing the rounds, so uh, Bistan, Perceptive, Co-Pilot, and then Outrider, if you've got the spare points and maybe Trick Shot, um, you could fly it with Wedge. 
Um, and you could put a few bits and bobs on where it's like an R2 and a few other things, but that was it. There was no way to fit a third chip in. Where now you can actually build out um, quite a quite a chunky dash and put two two ships in. One of whom is somebody like Jake or AP5 that gives additional action economy over to him. So, yeah, it's um, th- those points changes have really brought a dash back around again. Um, so it's it's interesting to see, and I think it'll be interesting to see how. Um, how FFG does deal with um, the the opportunity to change points on the on the Nantexes in the next week or so, or whether they do just wait until the next one and allow the internet to continue being on fire for <laughs> another month or two before they get the next points change. Yeah, I mean, all right. Yeah, I was gonna say we have we also have got three new ships being released. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're gonna set the world on fire, but you never know that there could be some sort of shift around in the meta with. Maybe some something that they do differently that we couldn't yeah. do before. I mean, some of the cards in um, well, I mean, you know, there's there's releases uh, every month for the next three months. So there's these three ships. Then there's the Heralds of Hope pack, and then there's the um, well, I can't remember what they are. There's the Tie Brute, the ETA, and the V Wing. So Republic are going to get a new lease of life for list for list building, and it'll be interesting to see how the ETA two comes into the meta because. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting ship. I think it's going to it's going to cause a, a few waves. But I mean, I, I'm genuinely, I, I don't know if FFG are just going to take an opportunity here to fix in inverted commas something that, that basically everybody perceives to be uh, massively undercosted, or if they are just going to let it ride out. And it, it does remind me back to um, when we were talking about the points and we had um, Dave Sutcliffe on and a few other people and, and other blogs were saying the same thing. It was like, they could have done more. They've not really done enough. There's a few changes here and there. It's not changed massively. It's not really going to have an impact. We really wish FFG had done something crazy to just see what would happen with the meta if they did something crazy. And it turns out they did. They dropped Petronica Aces by eight mm. points and it's absolutely dominated the meta. Um, so it would be interesting to see if that was a deliberate thing that they've done. Um, I mean, we'll never know um, what the the method behind the madness was, or if there was one. But yeah, um, we missed it. Um, so you know, hold hands up on that. All right. On that note, um, I think we can leave it there. Um, so, uh, unless either of you two have got anything else you want to chat about, I just want to give a Tony Cameron a shout out. Shout out because I just played a game with him before, and it was a really fun game. Tony Cameron. Yep. The other Cameron. The other Cameron. Right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and you told him you had to get off to record the podcast, so you know he's going to yeah, be yeah. listening. I just oh. shut off really quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, it was the other thing I wanted to say was um, we are going to be running. Um, so the Sith Taker League is coming up to its week six now, I think, has just been drawn. So there's another couple of weeks of it left. Um, as it draws to a close, we're going to run a another Knock the Sith Out hyperspace tournament. Um, but knockout tournament, so it's you know probably going to be whatever it normally is about seven rounds of knockout. So it'll be relevant to a lot of people for two or three weeks, and then suddenly there'll only be sixteen people who care about it anymore. Um, but we are going to run it. It is going to have a prize of some element uh, game store credit as well, um, and it's going to be free to enter. Uh, so uh, we're going to see if hyperspace um, can uh, can throw up something that's a little bit more interesting um, or a little mo- bit more different um, to the uh, the extended lists that we've been seeing at, at the moment and recently. So um, keep your ears and eyes open for that. We'll talk about it on the podcast when it comes up and we will mention it on Discord and Facebook and all the other usual places. So 
Um, on that I note, mean, it, I'll probably just create the page soon because it's really not hard, is it? Just to leave it up. <laughs> <laughs> create one and let people start signing up for uh, it. Yeah. Uh, I'll just uh, before we go as well, just to say that uh, if anybody is going to tune in this evening, because this will come out on Wednesday, uh, there will be no uh, stream Wednesday night this week. Uh, ben is busy and I'm on call for work, so I decided it was just easier to have a week off. I have to be honest, I've actually played a game on another Twitch channel. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> but I've, I've just got to get a league game in with Bartosh, I've been trying for ages, and this is like the only time I can do it. No, it's worth it. You know, it happens sometimes, and uh, you know, I think I think it's easy just to have we'll have a week off and then be back uh, following week. Yeah. Are you going to enjoy getting your ass beat? Are you Ben? Oh yeah. Well, I want to play him because he's a really good player. Yeah, you'll learn something. I'd say other things as well about him, but it's a family-friendly <laughs> show. No, it's not. <laughs> on that on that note, um, so it's a, a goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Uh, it's a goodbye from Ben. Uh, goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Ta-da. You know what they say? Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble. Give a whistle. This'll help things turn out for the best. Hey. Always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing Ain't always look on the bright side of life. Come on! Always look on the right.